Welcome to a Labor Day weekend special little bonus episode before we start in with what I'll call season two next week. Welcome to Womenology. I'm Kristen and this is Sarah. Labor is right. Labor? What? Labor is right. I don't get it. This podcast, we've been laboring on. Oh, it's just been seriously. I, I, ugh, I don't know. It's we're changing mics, we're changing platforms, we're changing browsers. So it's just uh, it's been a day, ladies and gentlemen, or just ladies or gentlemen. I don't know. Who knows? It is called Womenology, so who knows? Hey, so what do you think about? And I'm not going to mention the name of that podcast, but what do you do? You think that maybe we're being ripped off? You know, it's an awfully big coincidence, <laughs> right? Um, and like three in a row. Um, I I think in my email, I identified the the biggest coincidence in my eyes. Yeah. And we can say what it is. I'm not going to say the podcast. And you, when you said three in a row, I only noticed two. What's the third? Um, oh, maybe I maybe I've blown it up in my mind to be bigger than it is. <laughs> okay. So basically, I listened to a podcast and it's one I, I know I've tweeted about and I've been public about. So I was listening to it this past week, and one of the women says, "So uh, when are we gonna when are we gonna launch that fuck this guy segment?" That's and I, the one, and that's the one. And I stopped and I went, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." And then I remembered that there was something else just a few weeks ago, and it was the Aziz Ansari, where we were talking about the Aziz Ansari story and i mentioned the cat people article yeah that came out that the that new york magazine published well that was a short story not an article which that right. i i only bring that up because i was reading about some of the aftermath of that mm-hmm. and um a lot of people were calling it an article because it it read like <laughs> it read so so autobiographically mm-hmm. um but it was a short story not an article so it wasn't real no Oh my God. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, that's, it's Rebecca Traister, right? Uh, Rebecca something. Phenomenal. Like just, you were right there with the protagonist throughout the story. Yeah. She has a book of short stories that just came out this month, I think, or not this month, but recently. Well, and if people don't know what the story is about, it's about a woman who's dating this guy that she's sort of mad about. And she ends up having consensual sex with him, but doesn't, doesn't, isn't, she's not enthusiastic about it, but she consents and she's, you know, she's not drunk or, and and she just kind of walks, leaves feeling very mm, not good. Yeah. On the wrong side of ambivalent. Uh, Okay. I just, I just, um, Googled it. It's not Rebecca. (laughs) It's not? No, it's, um, Kristen Rupinian. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I suck. Well, and her, well, I didn't. I didn't remember either. Her short story collection is called "You Know You Want This." Ooh. Are you sure we're talking about the same story? I don't think we yeah. are. Yeah. On the cover, it says "Cat Person" and other stories. Okay. Well, I will. I'm going to defer to you on that one. But in any case, I remember bringing that story up when we were discussing Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. You sure and did. So I sure did. And when I listened to this podcast, um, that this podcast, now our episode of the Aziz Ansari came out July 12th. Theirs came out a couple days later. The 14th. 
the 14th. And they discuss the cat people or the cat person article. And I thought, story, hmm, story, <laughs> sorry, 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 Yikes. sorry. You're right. I, I should be more respectful of that. Um, and I thought, you know, yes, that story went viral, but to make that connection, I, I again, and I could just be in my head, but I thought that was just now twice is that's a coincidence, and I don't believe in coincidences. So, oh, you don't? No, no, oh. really? Okay. I, I didn't know this about you. You didn't? I, I mean, how long have you sort of? <laughs> a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big coincidence person. Yeah, uh, especially in a situation like this where the context the context is identical. Meaning, we're both podcasts. We're both talking about the same stories. That's and, true. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that, but the fuck this guy segment. I'm telling you right now that if they do go forward with it, I'm gonna make a stink. <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna. Um you know, at them or <laughs> something. I, I want to, I just want to, you know, it's so funny because in one of the many episodes in the last week that we've recorded, we talked about plagiarism and we talked about podcasts ripping each other off. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> and you were like, no, they were plagiarizing. <laughs> and I was all, eh. yeah, <laughs> I'm not so eh anymore. Um, you know, and I think I'm almost, I don't know. Words, I don't know. I'm more bothered by that's an idea. And I'm sure I'm not the first person to come up with it either. So who knows? Like, I'm sure I'm not being original either. But I just found it very odd. It is. Yeah, it is a big coincidence. But on the other hand, if it is, I mean, I I do believe in coincidences. So if it really is a coincidence, I think it's not, it's obviously not outside of the realm of possibility that we all read this story. True. And it's not malicious. You know, it's not. Oh, no. I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's intentional, then that's flattering, right? In a way, that's sort of how I looked at it. Like, oh, because here I was thinking, oh, nobody likes us. (laughs) And when I heard that, so at first I was mad. And then I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) That means somebody, at least somebody liked an idea that we had or liked the the discourse that we were having. So, you know what? Let's pat ourselves on the back. And keep a keep an ear to the ground on that one so i wanted to do we're going to talk about the absolute dumpster fire of a dating advice article that i sent you but before we get into that i wanted to get into a post i saw on instagram about uh who pays on a date and this is a super fun topic (laughs) never gets old that's why we call it an evergreen that's why it never gets old. So here's the story. So the, the text is being posted to this a little nudge Instagram account. Yeah, your favorite. My favorite. Love her. And I shouldn't be. I, I really don't mean to be an asshole like that. I just get very frustrated when I feel like dating coaches are, are leading singles down the wrong path. Right. So, and, she, and I feel she is, by the way. <laughs> so uh, here's the... The, there was a text exchange and a woman is talking to a man and she comments on a, something that was in his profile. And she says, curious to know what you mean by this line in your profile. As a feminist, 
I believe in equality of the sexes that extends to our dates enough said. And he says, (laughs) 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 really isn't enough said because apparently she didn't get it. Um, But he, he responds and says the short version first date, dinner bill is over $200. She makes no move to even look at it. This happened twice. Maybe I'm a slow learner. And in both cases, the lady was financially at a very good place. So this was not a matter of her not able to afford it. She picked the location. And in both cases, there was not even a thank you note. In fact, when I politely asked one, asked one why, she finally sent a long note telling me that this was the best dinner conversation she ever had, but she didn't feel the spark. And so the dreadful advice um, that was given was, let me set the record straight. If you ask someone out, man, woman, alien, be prepared to pay the bill. If you don't like the location for price reasons or otherwise, suggest a new one. The payment of the bill should not be contingent on how much somebody makes or how the date went. More importantly, do not turn into an asshole like this guy and ruin your future chances at getting dates. Lastly, if you are the recipient of a date where somebody else paid, you are not required to do anything or owe anything other than to express genuine gratitude and say the words, thank you. Chivalry and kindness and equality feminism are not mutually exclusive. I rest my case. Now, um, chivalry and feminism kind of are mutually exclusive. (laughs) They kind of are, by definition. (laughs) I kind of don't want to nitpick. But um, they are mutually exclusive. <laughs> it's all about, you know, the roles of the man being superior and the man having to take care of the woman and, def- and the woman having, having to, I guess, I don't know, you explain it better. Well, I mean, I, that's the essence of it for sure. It's like, um, yeah, just, just taking care of a lady really? because she it, can't do it for herself. She can't do it for herself. And that was, that was really the, where the, the origin of that word and what, what it stems from. So, I mean, I shouldn't, well, I, I should note that that's what it has come to mean. That's not what it means in terms of like uh, medieval romance. Right. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. But that's not what we're talking about. God, no one wants to talk about Arthurian legend today. No, not, okay. maybe someday. So <laughs> uh, a couple of things. First of all, I agree with the coach who says that it's not anyone's place to assume that somebody should pay based on what they do for a living. It's not just not your place to spend other people's money. So I do agree with that. The rest is garbage and I would throw it out. And I would say that what I have always said is pay for your goddamn drinks. I do not understand this hesitancy, this it, why so many women are holding out on this, because it really, really does, I think, set us back. That we go on a date and we expect that the man will pay for us. Now, if he asked, that's one thing, but you should always, always offer to pay your share. Just like if you went out with a friend, if a friend asked you out and you went to dinner with them, you would never just sit there and let them pay the bill. Of course you would, you would offer <laughs> a total, total asshole. Yeah. 
it's the same thing. They're like, for some reason, dating in the context of dating, these rules change, right? For and and they shouldn't. And I, I feel very strongly about this because the woman said she she knew she didn't want to see him again. Yeah. And as uncomfortable as, as that a situation like that is, I just don't think it's right enough to let somebody pay $200 when you know you don't want to see them again. It's not. It's not. And you don't want to make a, like you don't want to make them um, uncomfortable. You don't want to embarrass them. But if you know you don't want to see them again, men typically now, when a woman says, uh, you know, what's my share? I'd like to pay my share. Well, I think at this point now, men are very confused about that. They don't know, does that mean she's not interested in me? Or does that mean that she feels she wants to pay her share? Hmm. So if a guy says, no, 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 then shut up. That's it. Boom. Just drop it. Mm-hmm. Because it at least offer and be sincere about it because really think about it. Think about if that were on you and you were paying out that money. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the sincerity point. Cause it's, that's pretty key. <laughs> it's very key. Like don't do the you don't have to mean it. Yeah. Just really understand like what, what's going on here. You know, it's a societal expectation that we place on men And we can't say societal expectations are wrong, except for this one. We can't. We have to start being across the board about this. And the other thing that I felt really, really, really strongly about was, and again, here's just horrible advice, because this woman does not date, so she doesn't know. Or maybe she does date. I don't know. If she does, she's horrible at it. Hmm. That thank you note is like, do you remember how often that came up? Yeah. Yeah. And how many men came in and said, that note is absolutely crucial. Yeah. (laughs) And the women were like, no, it's not. And I would just throw my hands up and go, you know what? I'm going out. I am not going to monitor this this whole conversation. Here are the men telling you, yeah, that really does mean, that shows that you're you're gracious. Right. And appreciative. And it's not about being entitled to sex. And she's tying it to sex which I didn't like. She was trying to make it in, in, in the comments. I mean, the comments were even worse and they were all trying to make this sort of a me too thing. And I was like, no, 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 that's not, don't try to make this about him expecting sex and being pissed that he didn't get it. And, and that's where the comments were. That, that was the direction the comments were going in and no, that's not what it was about. Yeah. It was about a man feeling as though somebody had taken advantage of him. And yeah. I, I mean, uh, I'm, the Me Too thing is a real stretch. It's a big stretch. And please, we don't need, we don't need to sully those waters anymore. No. Like really be careful when you, when you, you know, when you ha- call in the, the Me Too movement or harassment, like be really, really careful about that, about the context in which you use it. And to be clear, this is not the time. No, it's, it's embarrassing that you would do it. It's offensive, frankly, that you would, you would use this as a shield to try and make your, to try and dodge the, the real issue, which is you think a man should pay for your date. 
Well, I think that's part of it. And then I, I think the, the waters get muddied a little bit because a lot of people use it as an indicator of interest, which of course it isn't. But people people think it is right, right. I, I yeah. I think I think people get very offended if the guy doesn't say, "Let me pay for that." Yeah, it's regarded as um, he's yeah he's not going to call you again, <laughs> right? There's not going to be a second date. And I'll never forget going on a date with a guy, and we went to a nice wine bar, and the tab I think came to about fifty or sixty dollars. And the bill came and he wanted to split it. And I was like, okay, he's not interested. That's fine. So we split it. Right. He walks me home and he wanted to come upstairs. And I was like, what? <laughs> I go, wait a minute. You know, you just, what, what, hold on. What's going on here? And he goes, well, I said, you like made it very clear that you wanted to split the tab. So I just assumed you weren't interested. And he kind of, it was kind of like, well, I'm here. So I thought I'd try. <laughs> kind of like how when you offered to split the tab, he was like, oh, yeah, sure, if you're offering. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This is a guy with no sense of direction. None. none. Um, so the moral of the story is pay for your own goddamn drinks and stop, stop trying to twist this and, and, and stop refusing to see a guy's point of view on this. And this isn't me. I'm not trying to cool girl it. I'm not trying to get men to like me. I, this is just how I was raised. You know, you never, ever, ever, ever expected anybody to get pay, pay for you ever. Yeah. I mean, at the very least you have to sincerely offer. Have to have to, that's just, that's just etiquette. And mm -hmm. it, here we go. It's kind of like, but you're so focused on, what the right thing to do is you don't care about doing the right thing because the right thing in that situation is to offer. Yeah. Sincerely. <laughs> sincerely. That is, if we're talking etiquette, that is go to the book, go to the, go to Emily Post book, whatever. That is proper etiquette as is sending a thank you note. If someone gave you a gift and they came to your birthday party, Oh, thank you so much. You would still go home and write out thank you notes. Yeah. That's, etiquette so yeah that's how i feel about that <laughs> nothing well i mean if everyone did that it would make things easier certainly but yeah i don't i don't know how battle hill battle here i think right and yeah it just it's frustrating when i see a woman perpetuating that bullshit because it's like you're just making this worse you're just making this worse yeah Okay, well, so don't you think a lot of women too are specifically looking for men who can treat them, right? Who, like if they're looking to get married, don't you think a lot of women are looking for men in a higher tax bracket than they might be on their own or at least equal? I don't know that I agree with that. Okay. I don't um I don't know that they want men to make more than them. I know that there is, and what we're going to be talking about next, you know, this guy, his audience is women in their forties, fifties, and sixties. So those women might just because of that was how we were raised. That was the, that was the environment. That's what we were sort that's what we were raised to think was appropriate. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I think that, 
I, I think what it comes down to now is that I don't know that women are necessarily dating to get married anymore. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, women are, might be dating to find a partner, but not necessarily to get married. Yeah. Because women are, they're self-sufficient and they have their own money and they don't, you know, marriage a long time ago was what? For the insurance, for this, for the security. Right. You there know? seems to be a big divide between 20s and 30s. Uh, as I see I, it. I, I well, see women in their 30s still getting married, changing their last name, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And women in their 20s are not as concerned about any of that. Hmm. As a as a general rule, I mean, obviously there are exceptions, but right. But that generation too. I mean, they're broke, right? You know, they're broke. They haven't been able to find jobs. They have student loans. They're just like, I I can't even think about that. You right? Know? Why why be married? You could be poor on your own. Right. Exactly. And, you know, why risk being taken down even further? So uh, that's probably why uh, you know people in their twenties aren't really thinking about marriage. Um, that it, there was a comedian on Netflix and he was talking about, you know, people don't really understand how, how poor millennials are. And he said, you know, that I was, what comes to mind is an article about why aren't millennials buying diamonds anymore? <laughs> yeah. <Remember laughs> that that tweet? And, and he <laughs> said, I went to the grocery store and spent $40 on groceries and my bank called me because they thought it was fraud. <laughs> he said, so that's kind of where we're at. You know, yeah. like spending $40 on, on groceries is kind of a big deal. So that might be why they're not interested in buying diamonds in any case. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was bad advice. Pay for your own drinks. Why is this so hard? I don't get it. And I don't, what frustrates me most is this situ- this topic comes up year after year after year after year. How long have I been talking about this? Year after year. okay good good point well i the cynical like the most cynical part of my brain wonders if these people are giving bad advice to keep people single and and thus keep themselves employed as dating gurus no i i think what it comes down to is that these people don't date and if they do they're horrible at it (laughs) one thing i've noticed with this woman is there's a common theme with a lot of her, a lot of the text conversations and scenarios that she presents. And it's that the, the people are constantly engaging people who aren't interested in them. Yeah. And I finally said to her, I go, what is that about? And, and it kind of hit me then of, oh, wait a minute. She has people pay her to write messages and do the matching for her. I'm like, this has to be her. Because that's the only comment, like, I can't, what, there's, how is it that all these people, and it's not that it's not common for people to go after people that are out of their league or not interested, but I thought, how is it that every single time you post one of these, it all boils down to your client refusing to let somebody cancel on them or your client chasing them? And she got very upset at me. That's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting coincidence. Interesting coincidence. <laughs> um, okay, so now let's go to this article that I found while I was Pinteresting, because apparently Pinterest is very, very, very important to building a brand and getting traffic to a website. 
Is it still? Apparently, yes. Huh. And uh, I have to say that it's requiring quite a bit of effort. And bitch, I am tired. Social media, let me tell you. It, yeah. As far as building brands, boy, oh boy, that's a good two hours of my day. Sure. Between yeah, I mean, it, it could be more. <laughs> creating the creating the posts and then writing the posts and then writing the posts on Buffer to go on Instagram. And then I have to post it to all three different profiles and then I have to change the links. And it's yeah. incredibly time consuming. Uh, and uh, what I started taking those classes that you see on Instagram, build your following. Oh, yeah. Three simple tips. Take my free seminar. And then they, and you sign up and then they proceed to deluge you with emails. <laughs> Kristen, have you checked this today? Hey, Kristen, I've got some great subject lines for you. Kristen, are you going to be signing up? And I was just like, oh my God, you're that annoying neighbor. I don't, how do I get out of these? <laughs> how do I get out of this? So I took one of the courses and it was a woman who said, ah, I made a thousand dollars from posting a link to my five page keto ebook. Mm, and I made a thousand dollars in the first month. Hmm. Did you? Because I don't buy that. I don't know how she did it. And she, I just don't believe these are all, I feel like these are all scams. <laughs> I feel that way as well. <laughs> You sit there, and the first 15 minutes of the seminar was her greeting people as they logged in. And keep in mind, this it's clearly like a recorded session. Mm-hmm. And so 15 minutes are spent to that. 15 minutes are act- is actual like advice. And then the next 20 minutes is, let me sell you on my $500 seminar of how to pin a fucking Pinterest pin thing. Mm. <laughs> That's the name of it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not paying $400 to learn how to use Pinterest. I'm just going to Google extensively and watch a bunch of YouTube videos. And that's what I've been doing. These courses are a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are scams. I mean, I I think it takes a really long time to build a brand and do it well. And I think, I mean, with the podcast too, I know you're, you think no one likes us, but I think think it's just going to have to record and successfully post. (laughs) Yes. About 150 episodes before we get any kind of traction. Right. So, anywho. So now to what I found today on one of the dating advice boards, and it really is just all spam on there. And it was an article. It was talking about an e-guide written by a dating coach named Evan Mark Katz. Now, I know Evan, and I used to be very friendly with Evan. And at when I kind of harbored my own internalized misogyny. Mm -hmm. And then as I started to awaken and realize like what, how I was, was wrong. I started to, you know, the mist lifted and I was, I started to see that his advice was actually really misogynistic. Yeah. And geared towards much older women and women desperate to get married. So it's the article was, 10 ways women push men away. And I have yet to see an article about the opposite. <laughs> we should. Oh, let's write one. Okay. I can do that. I'll do that. <laughs> D- n- done. Done. Okay. So <laughs> here's the first one. They engage in controversial conversation on a first date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, um, I don't know if Evan's been outside lately, but 
it's almost impossible to know to not have to not engage in some kind of conversation about what's going on in the world today. I mean, it's in people's profiles now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and not only that, but like, who wants to waste their time with someone that they fundamentally disagree with? Exactly. And there's a big difference between being combative and being controversial. Yes. So combative is really picking at someone to try and start a fight. Controversial is let's have a spirited debate. And personally, I think that's great on a first date. And I'm not saying you have to sit and talk about, uh, you know, you don't have to go too in depth, but if I'm going out with somebody, I want to make damn sure they support Planned Parenthood, that they, um, that they are pro choice that, you know, like that's all dog pro dog. Uh, that's very, very important to me. And I'm not going to wait around to a second date to figure that out. Yeah. No. So I say be controversial. Fuck that guy. Be controversial. Bring up topics as feelers because you want to know. Dates are about, you know, compatibility. And I want to make sure I'm not on a date with a fucking Republican. There, I said it. Yeah. I mean, I wish I lived in an in a year where it wasn't controversial to be like, you know what? I'm not super into Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just not for me. Yeah, it's not. It's just not my not my jam. Uh, so the next one, never let or don't let your busy schedule get in the way of dating. Parentheses work, friends, personal time, and ignore him. Yeah, don't you, <laughs> don't you dare put yourself first. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I mean, don't ignore him is is solid advice. But yeah, that's um, solid. But that's also duh. But guess what? Yeah. I can work and work out and talk to my friends and do my job and write and still make room for you. Right. And if you see me having all these interests and me and, and having all this time as problematic, you know, if I'm not responding to your text right away, like let's say it takes a few hours and you have a problem with that. Well, we can part ways. Yeah. You want to know that right away too. You want to know that right away too. This one, honestly, well, we'll get to the really big one that made my head explode. But this one, don't be too aggressive or proactive during courtship. Okay. Courtship is not a thing. <laughs> it hasn't been a thing for a very long time. Courtship just tells you where the writer's coming from. Like what it his does. set is. Because yeah. that, that's uh, he wants all women carrying parasols wearing corsets. That's what, that's what he's thinking. And... When I was reading this, I said, you know, the nitpick I have is that neither partner should be expressing aggression. Right. (laughs) Nobody should be aggressive. Not just the woman. Resolve that with the first point. (laughs) Right. Assertiveness is not aggression. And assertiveness is, and I'm going to go down to the, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go down because he further explains to women, um, you may hate the word passive. You may think it sounds like a 1950s housewife. Yep. Yes, Evan. Yes, I do. Or a helpless woman who can't do anything for herself. Not or a coma patient. Or a coma patient. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, 
Being <laughs> passive doesn't mean that you can't do anything proactive. It means that you're choosing not to do anything proactive because being proactive during courtship is ineffective and in making a man feel attracted to you. <sighs> okay. And here are some of Evan's stellar examples of being proactive. You have a great date. You email him the next day to say you had a lot of fun. Do, we, we've covered this. And again, this is a sign <laughs> of people who hasn't dated. If you don't do that, you're probably not going to get a second date. Yeah. So there's that. The next one, you haven't heard from him all weekend. You text him to make sure he's doing, doing okay. Yeah, definitely do not express concern or nurturing in any way. Do not let him know that you care and want to make sure that he is alive and not lying in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Don't be so proactive, bitch. Slow down. You don't uh, want to scare him off. You don't want to scare him off. Even if he's lying in that ditch, I'm telling you, that'll still scare him off. You want to see him next week. You tell him his favorite band is playing downtown and you can get tickets. Um, okay. Isn't well, that like greatest date ever? Isn't that like greatest date ever? But this is also, I would save this for somebody that I've been dating a couple months this is not something I would do after, say, like a handful of dates. I, I'd really want to make sure we were solid, maybe not exclusive, but we were seeing each other each weekend before okay. I did this. All right. Um, let's see the next one. You're confused about your, where your relationship stands and you ask him where things are headed. Yeah, definitely don't do that. We don't sure. want to be communicating. Yeah, we don't want to use our, use our words. We don't, we, we don't want to make sure that we're not wasting our time. We should just go along until you decide when to bring it up. And I just don't, I'm going to give a spoiler alert there. They will never bring it up. If you sit back and go, yep, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Guess what? No, they're not going to bring it up. Yeah. Man or woman. Like, you know, most people are just kind of go either because they're afraid to rock the boat or because they're like, wait a minute, I kind of still have a window and I like that window. Mm, yeah. <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then finishes off by saying, you think you're being real. He thinks you're acting clingy. Okay. If a man thinks that sending a text after a great date to say thank you or to say you had a lot of fun is clingy. What am I going to say, Sarah? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, fuck that guy. And if he's going to think you're clingy because he wants to make sure you're not lying in a ditch, Sarah? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Really? Seriously? I, I just, I can't even know any man that would have a problem with any of these things is not, and not, you know what? I don't want to say man. Forgive me, even though this is tailored to women trying to date men. It is, yeah. Um, but in general, anybody that you're dating that finds these actions clingy, that's about them. That's about their own goddamn avoidant issues. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's not about you. So let's go back to the rest of this shit stain of a list. Here's the one. Here's the one that made me explode. You reject his kiss when you know you both like each other. And then he says, if you like him, please avoid the temptation to jump to conclusions that he is a pervert for wanting to kiss you on the first or second date. Just go with it, even if it's a small kiss. All right. You know what? I, 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 
<laughs> what the ever-loving fuck is this? Nobody, nobody should be saying that in 2019. And, uh, I, don't know, no. and I don't know how old <laughs> this, this is. This could be, I, I get the sense that this dates back to about 2016 or 17, but even still, you shouldn't have been saying it then. No. 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 There's no. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Listen to the entitlement. You know, if he wants to kiss you, just let him. No. No. I don't want to kiss you (laughs) because that's just not something I do on a first date. I'm not going to kiss you. And if you have a problem with that and you don't respect my boundaries, Sarah. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. What are we even talking about? Um, and the other ones are just stupid. Let him choose dinner, where to have dinner, then shoot down his choice. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but I don't know. Um, I think there are a couple of exceptions. There are a couple of exceptions. Uh, express disapproval every time you feel disappointed. Now, every time, here's the the problem with this is I, I'm very uncomfortable with discouraging women to speak up. Well, and like, built into this uh tip is <laughs> is the notion that you will frequently be disappointed <laughs> right because it's saying just selectively express your disappointment even though you'll be feeling it a lot right well uh every time you feel disappointed and this will happen express this every time you feel disappointed if you feel disappointed it's probably because they did something wrong Right. And if you feel it a lot, it's probably that they're wrong for you. Right. And if you're feeling it a lot and if you feel disappointed a lot, guess what? Sarah. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> really? I mean, this all could just be. <laughs> it's very simple. It's very, it's very simple. Really and truly. This advice is so antiquated and so offensive and so sexist. And here's another guy who's been married for 15 years, hasn't dated in I don't know how long. He has no idea how the landscape is now. Yeah. And so women are buying this crap. Are they? Yeah. Please. Right. He's been in business a long time. He makes, he, yeah, this is all, these things, these passive, these are, you know, passive income. And he makes a, a lot of money. I mean, he's still... The fact that he's even still in business, I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been around a long time, but he's maintained. So he clearly, obviously, always has an audience. And I don't, I feel, I, uh, I had, you know, I was friendly with him up until I, I just found his uh, advice misogynistic. And I said so. And of course, he blocked me on Twitter, you pussy. And yeah. <laughs> so I, like, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be mean. But this advice is bad. It's bad advice. It's just the rules, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it, basically the rules for how to date a weak, insecure man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Or someone with terrible taste in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to frequently disappoint you. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so um, this is hot garbage, and it's posted on the site. Um, oh, the last thing I want to talk about. 
was an article, not an article, it's a post that I wrote yesterday about the the online dating Eeyores. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you remember there was a guy, Matt, that used to come to my site all the time. And no matter what the situation was, he was kind of like, he was Debbie Downer. Womp, womp. Everything. He's like, you know, when I try to date... <laughs> And you can almost hear him like, <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> and so I started calling him Eeyore because that, <laughs> because we'd be having a great time in the comments and he'd come in, you know, you could catch a bowl of that way. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, if you hear one really important thing when you're dating, dating is frustrating. Dating is hard. Dating can be a, a completely draining pursuit. The last thing you need is to put yourself around people who do who have nothing but negative experiences. Because I'm saying this, and I will stand by it, if someone continuously has negative experiences, and I'm not talking about, oh, I don't get any responses. Well, actually, you know what? I kind of am talking about that. Yeah. If they constantly have bad luck, they can't meet anybody, they can't get any dates, it's them. It's them. Yep. It's either their profile, their photos, what they say in their profile, what they say in their message. They're either shooting out way out of their league or, and this is a big one, their avoidance. Yeah. Meaning they're ambivalent about relationships, but they're on these sites because it's a safe way to engage without risking true intimacy. And I posted this on Instagram yesterday and someone responded and she said, I, I disagree with that. And she, and she said 75% of people using online dating sites are avoidance. And I thought, um, that's high considering that like only 20% of the population are, are avoidance. Mm, that is pretty high. It's very high. And I don't know if she was just being facetious or what, but I thought, you know, please back that up with data. Cause I'm curious. I want to hear if that's the case. Cause I'm very fascinated by attachment theory. I'm studying it now. And I do believe that there are a ton of people on these sites who are avoidant. Maybe they have a very bad breakup in their past. They were very badly hurt because they were involved with someone abusive in some way. Their ex cheated on them. They have, intimacy and attachment issues that stem back to childhood. These, it's, I do believe that there is a very heavy percentage of people on these dating sites who suffer from these. Um, well, I think there's just a lot of people like that in general, right? Yes, but they manage, so many manage to find somebody that complements their uh, attachment style or that, that, that it works for them, meaning like that where they are, maybe their avoidance too. You know, like it's, it's not, if you have any of the, any tr sort of trauma in your past, it's not hopeless. You can totally find somebody. And when you look at certain people and say, I don't get it, they're such assholes. How do they find somebody? And it's, you have to realize who they found like water seeks its own level. Yeah. And I'm not talking about people who are coming from stemming from trauma here. I'm talking about people who treat people poorly, right? Uh, which also too, that is, that's another statistic I posted on Instagram. It was something like 68 million people will be affected by 
uh, narcissistic abuse. Like what? And we're not talking about this and we need to start talking about this. However, I'm, I'm getting off topic. I feel as though if you constantly have negative experiences, you need to look at your approach. And I don't want to hear about, well, take a dating break. That's nice and all. Who doesn't love a break? But that's not really getting to the heart of the issue. Because if you're having bad luck, it's because continuous bad luck. It's because something about your approach isn't working. Yeah. The break is only going to work if you are capable of self-reflection. Right. Unless you're, and acting on it. Right. If you're not capable of introspection, then it's not going to work. But I, I think it's a, I think it's very, it's actually counterintuitive to suggest to people, take a break. I think the better advice is, you know, try, really try to get to the heart of why, what isn't working. You know, maybe hire a coach, maybe talk to friends, friends who really truly care for your, for your well-being and say, I don't know, let me take, take a look at my profile because I, I read some of the profiles that gets posted on Reddit and the people looking for advice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. And you, what, you really don't know why you're not getting dates? Mm. Bathroom selfies. Bathroom selfies and just, <laughs> you know, oh, they just sound very, they sound very disgruntled or, yeah, you know, I guarantee you. And, and it's the other thing too. I used to remember reading a blog from this woman and she was going on date after date after date. And she had so many dates every week. And I was just like, how is she getting so many dates? And then come to find out, like in her profile, she said, I really like sex. And it's like, that's how she gets dates. But she wasn't telling everybody that. She was making it out like, oh, I'm having so much success. So that's the other thing too. When you hear somebody talking about, oh, it's so easy for me, you're not seeing their profile either. You know, it goes both ways. So be care- like, take what you hear with a grain of salt, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And also, if you're just looking to go on dates, put that in your profile. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm really not looking for anything. I'm just looking to meet people. You know, I'm telling you, th- there's going to be something in your profile that is that is keeping people away or attracting you for attracting, be, uh, being attracted to you for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So whew, we made it through. Sarah. I think so. <laughs> oh, one last thing before I go. Please, please listen to Feminist Without Mystiques or Feminist yeah. Without Mystique, the podcast. It's such a great podcast. The host the other day told a story about meeting up with a guy on a date and they were meeting outside the restaurant and he saw her and he looked her up and down and said, please don't hate me, but I'm not into this. And she talked about how devastating that was. And uh, there was just something so, so relatable about this, these two hosts and you just, your heart broke because if you've done any online dating as a woman, you have at one time or another heard something totally offensive about your body or your looks. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no escaping it. And you no. got either felt- Whether it was supposed to be complimentary or not. Right. And you've either been completely humiliated because they made you feel icky or you were completely humiliated because they made you feel small. Mm-hmm. And it, this entitlement to talk about our bodies, the way many men, this entitlement that many men have, it just, 
you know, that's another thing. It just doesn't seem to be going away. It doesn't seem to be going away. It doesn't, man. It really doesn't. And I wonder how much of that has to do with, do, do they misconstrue what we post on social media? You know, do they think, oh, well, they're looking, well, they're, they're putting their bodies out there. They're putting themselves out there to be judged. Oh, well, probably the dumb men think that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So listen to that podcast. It's really, really, really good. Uh, and we are going to be uh, on the lookout for this other podcast who might be ripping us off. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Keep your breast. Oh, um, before I go, I went out with Dawn last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going out again this weekend. Okay. Will there be margaritas? <laughs> I, I don't know. Because when there were margaritas last time, we got a little kissy kissy. And I'm not sure that's, I don't think that's the path. I mean, I do, he wants that path, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like he, I think you know, you're being pretty subtle, but I think I know what you mean. Yeah, he totally wants to have sex with me. He said that. <laughs> um, but he, I, he just, I don't get the sense he knows what he wants. And for one of many reasons why I think he's such a, a good guy, he's not going to engage in a physical relationship until he figures out what he wants. Okay. And I respect that. I'm okay with that. I truly. Right. I, what's a, what's a non-affectionate um, drink? A Shirley Temple. <laughs> there you go. Gin. Bourbon. <laughs> like a weird gin. I don't know. That's what we'll have, though. I promise you. <laughs> You'll have bourbon? Sure. Yeah, okay. sure. sure, sure, sure. Right. Guys, follow us on Womenology Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Join the mailing list on womenologypod.com. I am right now putting together a attachment theory workshop about uh, why do we keep dating the same assholes over and over again? I think I might call it that, too. I don't know. Fuck that guy. Why do we keep dating the same assholes over and over again? But yeah. that's going to be coming out in September, and I'm currently um, currently working on that. So uh, join the mailing list, and you'll get a discount. And uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join the Patreon if you'd like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Yeah. Ready? Happy Labor Day, Americans. Happy Labor Day, people. And, and Americans, that's true. Thank you. Happy Labor Day. Have a safe and happy uh, weekend, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.